Hello, I am Joe Rycroft. And I'm Adam Hewitt. Welcome to the Exercise Right podcast, the show where we delve deep into the world of exercise, rehabilitation, and wellness. A fun, non drab approach where Adam and I will be talking about all things exercise, physiology, health, and rehabilitation, whilst debunking myths, making some complex science a lot more simple, and giving you some tips and tricks to improve your health and well being. Each week, we will host guest speakers who are experts in their field and hear from you, the listener, to answer any of your questions. Good Here evening, we... Joe. How Here you doing? Here we are again. Here we Here are again. We're, we're edging, seeing a lot edging of, I feel towards... like I'm seeing a lot of you at the moment as on, on a Zoom camera. Well, you're a lucky thing. <laughs> you're lucky thing. We're, uh, this. You, you get this, you get this, this gorgeous I mean, profile it's... of face. I hate looking at myself in the in the camera. Likewise, especially when it's a, a Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah, I wish I wish you could in a way when you know when you're doing your online sessions. I wish you could actually take away your because I end up going, oh my god, you definitely didn't get enough sleep last night. <laughs> uh, I, I, I often get. I, I it's not not unusual for me to get called out by people. They're just like, "Morning, Joe, you look shit." <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, on that note, we're talking about sleep this episode, aren't we? Uh, yeah, that was a, yeah, that was a very unintended, a, a, a tenuous link. So, we thought, and this is there's an element of of thought behind this in that sleep and morning people, and what's the psychology around it, or, or physiology, sorry, around it. Are we going to give um, some um, some background as to how this came And we'll came give a little about. bit of background on it. Yeah. So, <laughs> there's a joke. And the joke goes, sometimes I wake up grumpy and sometimes I let her sleep in. <laughs> and... <laughs> I have told my wife. This. Or him. And... Well, no, no. But oh, is this, is this your joke? I, I, don't, I don't have a him. So okay, you know, okay. specifically for my wife. And I have also said, I do want to speak to her about this. And she said, go for it. So I'm not, I'm not doing anything un- underhand. Or... But there is a absolute thing that emma is really really bad in the morning and um she knows it it's not you know she's very much saying look i just take longer to wake up um but there is a hormone and a physiology side of it that that the sort of brings into the fold and it's it's definitely worth that question um what's luke like I was going to say, I know someone else like that. <laughs> we are like opposite people in the morning. I'm like, most of the time, I mean, I don't get up as early as you. I do have to admit, I'm probably a half an hour, an hour behind you. Um, I'm more of a 6, 6.30 kind of girl. Um, but it's a lion. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, compared to Luke, that's, uh, no, that's definitely on the too early end of the spectrum. Even in, so what, on a what weekend. Time does Luke, in, what time does Luke wake up? Ah. Oh. I think eight, he'd, he'd say like eight would be his kind of like optimum weekday rise. And then on a weekend, anywhere thereafter. But on a weekend, it's not even that. I would quite happily sleep till like eight on a weekend. But then I get real anxiety over like wasting a morning. And I'm like, because like weekends are like sacred time. So I'm like, got to get up and at it, get out. Yeah. And uh, whereas he's like, no, let's chill. And that's, um, we're very much opposites, which I'm as, from what you just said, I'm assuming it's possibly a similar vibe in the Hewitt household. Well, <clears throat> I'll paint you a story, listeners. And I've actually got the WhatsApp. <laughs> I've got the WhatsApp in front of me. Have you? <laughs> and I've got the time. So it was Saturday, 2nd of December. 
and I've written to Joe saying, pod thought, sleep, morning people and grumpy people, in brackets, Emma. <laughs> Let's talk about the psychology of why, uh, I keep saying psychology. Let's talk about the physiology of why this might be. And we can bring in funny, uh, some funny morning stories because there's plenty of them. I also think there we can open up the discussion on early birds and night owls. Is it a thing or is it a trained thing? Because there's a, a really fascinating thing on the Huberman podcast actually recently about that. I think it's actually one of his first. He, he speaks about the fact that early birds and the circadian rhythm is actually the the natural way of us humans functioning. Um, mm. And the night owls is actually more, dare I say, unnatural, but it's it's like a trained response to things. Um, and then talking about hormonal balance and the impact of cortisol. So we mentioned cortisol in an episode with uh, Dr. Matt Slavin recently. Um, and it all kind of linked in. Um, Joe's response was four very nice and very simple words. This is literally Luke. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to love this. So, so, so what Sorry, you're buddy. presented with, <laughs> listeners, what you're presented with, you're presented with the two early energetic buggers in the morning that are in our respective partners' faces and going, we must get up and be positive about the world. Whilst these poor respective partners are going, I don't have the energy until I have my morning coffee, at least please get out my face. So yeah. the message I sent to Joe at exactly 8.20 in the morning was because I was out at the end of my walk. Um, I'd been out for maybe an hour and a half with Max and my dog. And um, I was on the way back home and I was going through that process and going, actually, I think genuinely this could be a really good podcast episode because I think couples, but also people that aren't in couples, will go through this process of being needing to get up early especially in the darker days it gets harder mm. oh it does get so um, much harder you know how many times do you lie in bed when your alarms are going off and you just go oh just grab another couple of minutes um and what but what is it that's causing that potential more groggy feeling in the morning um mm. is it something that you can manage is it something you can support is it something you can you can try and overcome Let's talk about cortisol um, and the rhythm of cortisol. So, I'm guessing that links to like, well, does it link to circadian rhythms? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, okay, what is the circadian rhythm? Let's start from there, maybe. So you're, uh, you're as well, I guess in very simple terms, it's the, I guess, like a, a, a body clock, isn't it? Yeah, exactly that. So it's our rhythm of a body clock that basically will... They call it the internal 24-hour clock, but I don't know if it really works like that. But it regulates and it creates alertness and sleepiness um, in a post. I'm going to get this. I'm going to try and get this relatively correct. But in response to your environment and the light response you've got around you. So, it's why we feel really sleepy when it's really dark and grey and horrible exactly. outside. But it's also why we potentially need more sleep in the winter. And what... The, the systems of seasons and the fact that we're in the UK and it gets dark by bloody 3.30 in the evening right now is that <clears throat> we're probably, because our lifestyle and the way we work and the way we have to work is that we still have to have our 
our circadian rhythm has to be rebuffed there to effectively we can't go well it'd be brilliant if we could we can't get home and go to bed by 3 30 in the afternoon because because the light and the environment is dictating it so there is an element of that and the um, physiology around it and the behaviors around it is also dictated by the earth's rotation so um, you talk about how the circadian rhythm can affect somebody there's actually so much to it which is i think probably and i'll be honest with you way above our heads but i think it's also really important not to for, not just to assume it's not a thing um and how that revolves into then the cortisol levels so what is cortisol i guess is a really nice way to start um cortisol is a stress hormone is. that regulates around your body is it a bad thing or is it a good thing um, if. exactly that it's produced uh i think i'm gonna guess i'm, gonna, I'm not gonna guess i'm gonna it is the kidneys isn't it is it kidneys adrenal glands no it's the adrenal glands i'm, I'm sorry uh, you're you're I'm... saying you're saying kidneys because the adrenal glands sit just above the kidneys just above yeah yeah but or on top of each kidney but it's a stress response to things and i think where it goes into the sleep patterning and this is where i talk about cortisol a lot is that in my job is that people who and i'm definitely one of this um and it's the symptoms of having high cortisol levels is that you can be maybe chronically stressed or as uh, dr Slavin said before about not having enough soothe function in what you're doing in the day-to-day -day. so you find it if you liken it to a pint of a pint and the pint when you is empty at the moment and you've got no cortisol in there um during the day your cortisol levels will effectively build up and then you'll go to bed and they'll reduce and then the cortisol increase matching with the circadian rhythm which is why we're talking about that will increase to a level which then increases the stress response which ultimately then wakes you up so it's a good aspect to have otherwise you'd be constantly tired we're going to go back into the morning and the, the grumpy people in the mornings and why that might be a link but actually if you take it back a notch and people why people are stressed sometimes they'll go to bed but they won't have that empty cortisol level they'll already have half a pint metaphorically mm. or cortisol in there so as their cortisol level builds up it will build up at potentially a few hours early like a three o'clock in the morning and that's when people wake up and they go oh my god i've woken up early i can't get back to sleep again but the physiology behind it this the hormone response behind it is potentially they haven't maybe flushed out as much hormone they haven't done some you know some mindfulness or they haven't had ability to balance out their hormones in their body which means they're carrying additional mm. and they wake up now liken it back to old grumpy in the morning um and what you'll find is that there is a good level of physiological evidence that would say that where myself you know my cortisol levels wake me up at five o'clock and that matches when it's nice and sunny the circadian rhythm i work to and thankfully it also matches my day-to-day -day living mm. now because the regularity of what i do there 
my Saturday and Sunday, I'm up anyway, because my body clock, which is ultimately what we've just described, is doing the same thing. Where Luke and Emma, their body clock is going, wow, I'm just going to sleep in for longer. But the sleep mechanisms are making that possible. Even if I wanted to sleep in till eight o'clock in the, in the morning, I wouldn't be able to do it. So very, very, yeah. the back of it is that when Emma's waking up in the morning and I'm jumping around going, what are we going to do today? Let's have an amazing day. Let's be really positive and everyone's happy. Emma genuinely feels grumpy, sleepy, and needs that time for her cortisol levels to arise to that level I've spoken of to then give her that level of stress response to then feel like she can take on the day. Yeah. Or let's be, let's be honest and be more factual, take on Adam for the day. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's, I mean, it's just interesting, isn't it? And I think it's really important to delve into stuff like that because you, you talk about this night owl, you talk about this early bird and you talk about people, you know, who wake up on the wrong side of bed, but let's deep dive into it more. I think it's interesting also that society sets a structure to our days and our weeks. And, you know, we've got that kind of typical work nine to five or there or thereabouts, you know, through the week, through the year, that's set. And some people fit very well to that structure and some people don't. And that's not because they're lazy or anything else. It's just their, again, body clocks are set a little bit differently. And I, I do think that, you know, like people are exploring, you know, four day weeks and then, you know, slightly more flexible hours. I do think at some point, surely companies and businesses are going to adapt a little bit more of a, even more of a flexible framework to reflect when people work best. Because I know some people that would much rather start work at, let's say, midday and work through till 8 p.m. or even possibly later than that, whereas others might want to start work at 6 a.m. and finish at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And I think that, sadly, the businesses we work in, it's quite difficult because we've got to work on people's availability. So, uh, yeah, exactly. You know, it's fortunate that we work in a business where our trade and our business and our clients are mostly available in the mornings because actually that will match our own body rhythm and our cortisol rhythm of what we're doing. Mm. However, if I was asked to do anything more than a podcast on an evening, I, I, it would beat me. I wouldn't be able to do it. It would That would feel like the biggest Everest I would get. So it goes full circle in that my wind down is happening now when I'm mm. back, back at work and Emma is actually all on the up at that moment because every her her, her rhythm of, of hormone is actually her alertness of that response is picking up now. So she's much more admin ready, um, doing our life admin, you know, sorting out plans and getting things booked in the diary and, and responding to whatever we haven't responded to in the day. And she's saying, well, you know, what are we doing on this date? I'm like, I've got no idea. And I just, just go and do it. I'm that grumpy person then suddenly in the evening. Yeah, it's quite quite interesting that because I'm, whilst I'd say I'm a morning person, and but I wouldn't say I'm as an earlier morning person as you, but I do come to life often in the evenings. But I think if I was had my way, I'd be like a Spanish person and have a little siesta after lunch <laughs> and then uh, then fire back up. But yeah, it's, it's very interesting. My, my uh, I think it's, 
I don't know how, how many people listening track their kind of energy levels through the day and recognize when they work best and when they don't. But I'm very much mornings great, mid afternoon shocking. Come back to life early evening again. So, what is it you eat? You know, in the mid afternoon, in the lunch that makes maybe makes that mid afternoon no, a lag. I, I don't know if it's all food related. I definitely, if I have, if I have a lot of food, well, but I very rarely yeah. have a big lunch nowadays because. I don't have time for a massive lunch. So um, I'm more of a more of a greaser. Um, but I think just, I don't know what it is. I'd, I'd much rather do my training <clears throat> in the morning, as as I know you probably would. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a hugely morning person. I need to do it. What would you say then? So as a, as a clinical exercise physiologist professional, mm. kind of leading in your trade, what would you say to somebody who is talking of chronic fatigue who is having to i'm making up a scenario work in a different time zone but within the uk so you know ultimately working early um and they're managing to they're trying to build out their their energy levels to match what they're doing what 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 systems would you put in place to support them in ensuring that physiologically they're going to be in the best place i think the starting point for me is always to try and establish um you know a, if there's any patterns um so getting people to do things like energy diaries so you know when rating you know how how they're feeling energy wise at different times of day through the week but not just on you know two or three days but actually get a good um chunk of time and and looking at that alongside things like how many hours sleep did they get how much exercise have they done or, you know, have they been outdoors? Have they got sunlight? Have they been in an outdoor space? Um, what are they eating? Um, and initially it's about, you know, you've got this big jigsaw puzzle, haven't you? And it's about looking at what's happening when and then looking to see if any trends are appearing. But I think, you know, it always comes back to basics, doesn't it? It's um, eat what you're eating, what you're drinking, are you, you know, when how much you're sleeping is the sleep that you're getting good quality sleep is it very dis disrupted um and you know are you resting through the day a lot of people think they're resting and they're not resting because i think you know like we've heard on some of some of the people that have been on this podcast um both athletes and professional you know um clinical professionals alike resting isn't just sat down is it it's actually you know switching your brain as well as your body off um mm. What's stressing them? What what we're doing there is you are allowing your body to rebalance and recalibrate mm. its hormonal function. And yeah. if you're not doing that, you're ultimately not able to reset, recalibrate, which means that that metaphorical half pint of cortisol already filled up is potentially going to happen not only with cortisol, but with yeah. other, you know, hormones like mm. your adrenaline levels and stuff like that. So it, it, I think it's I think it's really important to first and foremost, like Joe said, is take a moment to try and re allow yourself time to recalibrate and take a pause, take a stop, and just it might be you go for a walk around the block. It might be that you just turn your senses off. Um, mm. You know, I think that there's so much now new science going into the ability to rejuvenate you know you've got hyperbaric chambers come into play you've got um meditation being a huge factor of what we're doing and it's 
these sort of aspects of actually the body going, uh, sorry, the science going, this is a way to manipulate, to support that reset, which I find fascinating. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it's, it's, it is very, and I think it's always important to remember like one size doesn't fit all. So what worked for, for one person, a friend or family member won't necessarily work for you. Um, and sometimes we all know, you know, what might work better, but putting those habits into practice is again is another challenge as well. So I think that's why, you know, really like looking at things, taking a step back and getting that oversight of, of everything that's going on um puts yourself in a much better position because then when you tweak things you can then go okay so well then I felt a little bit better here or actually I felt loads worse my energy was through the floor and you can then start to identify what the catalyst perhaps was that and remove those catalysts and keep the ones that are promoting more positive responses so here's a is I like a little contentious debate go on what's your view on and let me see if I get this right so there is a suggestion that early birds, i.e. the people that get up early with a load of energy, not because they're forced to, they're just up and ready to yeah. be active in the morning, will rely on their energy sources uh, and their fat sources, stores, throughout the day, which ultimately means they've got a higher metabolic rate than those who are night birds who have then night owls sorry who then mm. have a potential lower capacity of aerobic fitness what's your thoughts there joe my thoughts are physiology just, i don't i is that I science don't, gone mad i don't think it's that simple as the is the very like i guess like broad answer to that and i think i think we i don't know maybe it's i think it's something that well, let's unpack it. Let's unpack it because we talk about the importance of, of your breakfast. We talk about the importance of making sure that you're, you know, by rule, if you're up longer hours in the day, your body's going to have to work and burn more calories in the day. Mm. So, you know, if, if, I, if I'm getting up at five and a other person is getting up at 10 o'clock, I've had five hours more of metabolic activeness on my body. So therefore, my body will then have to have a high metabolic churn over <laughs> that period of the day. I guess, yeah, that's, that's, that's obviously one theory. The other... <laughs> Joe is Joey's just... Yeah, it's obviously a theory, Adam. That's a theory. But let's, there's let's same, put science to yeah, it. There's, and then you've also got, you know, someone staying up longer, maybe perhaps they're more tired or perhaps they're not getting the same quality of sleep because they're going to bed later or they're doing, you know, lots of um, activities or, you know, things that are keeping, stimulating them in the evening. If you've got someone who's then in a higher state of stress, you know, on, on a prolonged or a prolonged state of stress and they're always in that, you know, they've got heightened cortisol, adrenaline and they're in that more of that fight or flight mode through the week then they're not yeah. equally not going to then get the same um that's putting your body in a position where which affects your metabolism doesn't it and i don't think you would get the the same use of things like your um fat stores I, I, I mean i i'm being i'm being 
almost cheekily devil's advocate here because I, mm. I also don't believe in what I'm saying and that's why I've got that cheeky grin you know, when I'm talking to you I know, I nearly, I nearly was just like, can we just like cut the bullshit and just... <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I, I but they are good questions because they are... And, and it's amazing, I'm sure you find it, how people will read things like, you know, any of the scenarios that we've discussed and way more and they'll read things in, you know, the newspaper or... You know, yeah. some, some it, celebrities put a post up and they're like, oh, what do you think of this? And you're just like, uh. Well, OK, so not long ago, and this is part of when we were talking about it. And I thought I'd do a little bit of research on whether this could have enough content for a podcast. Sky News. Uh, yeah. This year, only a couple of months ago, early bird or night owl question mark, how your sleep cycle puts you at risk of heart disease and diabetes. Mm. Now, us being, and you being, a cardiac rehab specialist, says night owls are higher risk of developing heart disease and type 2 diabetes than early birds. New research has found. Mm. Thoughts, Joanne Rycroft? <laughs> okay, how much, how much are we going in here? So, I think we go in. I think this I is mean, part it of links, it. I it links, is, links with what I've just said in the sense that if we're going to make the assumption that night owls aren't getting the sleep, rest and recovery elsewhere in their day, because we are making a very sweeping assumption that said night sure. owls get up too early in a sense, because some night, night owls might actually get up much later and get perfectly adequate amount of sleep um, and still get out and get the daylight and everything they need to keep that... Um, rhythm working so i think we've, we're obviously making some very sweeping statements here but let's roll with it but um stress just, stress is twitch just twitching which is, yeah. let's roll with it but i don't like it stress <laughs> which i'm under right now no no i'm kidding um it essentially is increases inflammation doesn't it in your body um yeah. and inflammation from a heart health point of view um can um obviously increase your chance of developing things like high blood pressure. If you've got high LDL, which is your bad cholesterol, then we're getting into the... Diabetes. Um, no, no, no. Um, well, I was going to say more like atherosclerosis. Um, oh, I'm with you. Okay, you're going that um, way. Yeah, okay. Uh, from a heart angle. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. I think, I think jokes aside, I think that the ability, if it's all about actually managing your rest periods being aware of your mechanisms of sleep of stress responses of alertness of what mm. your body and one thing we are very hot on here is your body will be different to anyone else's body so where we're joking and making a fun jab at these potentially generalized headlines that will cause people to click on them and go oh my god am i going to get heart disease because i go to bed late um, when actually the reality is that if you're resting for a good amount of period of time, you're listening to what your body needs, you are potentially paying a bit more attention if you can to the, the circadian rhythm and you're willing to be open to the mechanisms that might be <clears throat> causing you either broken sleep or less sleep or waking up early without you wanting to, all this stuff is then going, they're the mechanisms of what I'm working to. And if those mechanisms are slightly heightened, therefore, if I gave the example of waking up at three o'clock and not being able to get back to sleep again, because you're stressed, and the immediate thing is you think about what that stress is, 
then we, your your opportunity there is to go, it doesn't matter if I'm a night owl or an early bird, I am not actually in a position where I've been able to recalibrate my hormones. I'm mm. not in a position where I've been able to almost flush my body of the hormones. And that's, you know, we talk about that a lot in, in when we talk about our aerobic training and Zotune training in the flush of waste products as a result of it. Um, that's key. So how do you put those mechanisms into place with with people who are living a highly stressed lifestyle? And I think that's the importance of it. Um, I think that, and this is the, the source of what I wanted to get out of this today's podcast, is that we might make a joke. And I started off by just a very terrible dad joke about letting grumpy sleep in. But as scientists, our key question sometimes is why... Why would grumpy be grumpy? Is there an, is there a reason why that grump is a grump? Mm. And what we're saying is actually there might be a reason for it. And it's being from a relationship standpoint, and we're not relationship advisors. Please don't please don't suggest we are. But it might be that having that slight empathetic tone in the morning, going, I appreciate you're going to be very much more t- feeling more tired than I do. You might feel how I feel in the evenings. So having that support there, but also understanding what the mechanisms out there will be. So it's I just find it interesting. I find it, it is it is fascinating. It is fascinating. And it's um yeah, I think it's it's good. I think people are including, you know, we've we've talked about it ourselves in terms of having that awareness of of are you getting enough sleep at the right time? And it's very easy to know the right stuff and preach the right stuff but putting it into practice you know can be a challenge as well we're definitely I, I think what I'm trying to say is we're definitely not um, what, so um what, what do you do to, what do you do to recalibrate your body well I, I I definitely know that when I'm I'm tired and I'm not getting enough sleep like everything else is just like terrible <laughs> and uh you know it's uh so so sleep is is very important how do I make sure that I'm getting enough sleep um I will be honest and say that I I, sometimes I get enough and sometimes I don't um but for me it's about uh like good routine at at bedtime I I love reading um so I'll either read or listen to an audiobook um probably 90% of the time before I go to bed I actually have a really funny story here which I have to mention because um I'm all ears (laughs) I was uh, not that long ago. I was on a on a on a Hindu for um, one of my friends, and I was sharing a room with um, another old colleague who who Adam knows well, Groomy. Um, and it was hilarious because we'd been up. Not we obviously weren't going to get enough sleep this night, but we'd been up until the early hours, shall we say? And um, we still got into bed. Uh, two thirty a.m. and I still went straight for my Kindle and likewise as she and she was just like, "No way, you're gonna read too." And we weren't we weren't crazy drunk and it was it was a it was a very much a, a conscious decision. But no matter what, t- I still need that kind of switch off period, whether it's seven p.m., eight p.m., ten p.m., eleven p.m. or two a.m. And it was um yeah, it tickled me and I think it's uh yeah, so good routine because it doesn't matter where you are or what time it is if or if you're struggling to sleep for me that's what can set me back into that um i think it's right i think also one of your one of your recalibration methods is getting out on the downs and and going for a walk with your dog oh i mean from being outside from a reset completely oh out outdoor space and exercise is my 
savior every time yeah um, but I think one thing that I'm perhaps I've perhaps learned um, probably more recently is about if if you need the reset because you're very tired or you're getting run down, then battering yourself on the exercise front, whilst it might feel good mentally to get that escape, isn't always good from a um, you know physical and recovery angle. So winding. And why why in, might why might that be? Because from you're a physiological just, standpoint. You're just putting yourself under even more stress. And <laughs> and as a result of the stress, what's coming up? Your cortisol levels again. Exactly. Straight back down, full circle. We go full circle. And we you know, we we're, we're we're making that dot together again, going the key thing is going, what are my mechanisms here? And <clears throat> an F forty five down the road, super, super busy, loads of professionals doing lots of high intensity exercise. Okay. They probably come from a high high intensity job. They're already stressed out. They've been in front of a blue screen all day. Probably haven't moved. They probably haven't slept very well. And then they go into an eight eight o'clock class PM because that's the only time they could fit in. They've gone mm. from stress response, stress response, stress response, stress response, stress response, high intensity workout, stress response to then going to bed. And the amount of times you'll hear and you will say it yourself, potentially listeners out there, <clears throat> I couldn't switch off. I was buzzing. Now. The reality of what's happening there is you haven't done what Joe did and you haven't gone, I'm actually going to try and read a Kindle. I'm going to put an audio book on. I'm going to switch off. Um, you know, again, we, re, we you know, relay to that brilliant episode with um, Matt where he spoke about the two things that should be allowed in the bedroom. And that should be, I mean, Joe's adding the third with a Kindle, but yeah. it is, that, <laughs> it is that type of thing where you've got that slow down pace and you're able to recalibrate. You know, my recalibration is very much about having a a, a, a morning workout is really important for me, but also having a walk, just getting outside, having a breather, um, having a little bit, very much like you, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a dog as well and I'll get out and I'll have mm. that time to sort of breathe on it. And, that for me helps me recalibrate and I miss it if I haven't got it. Um, but no, I think it's very important. And I think it, it was one of those fun and jovial conversations where I thought it's, it's about having a, actually how many times have you had a, maybe a, a light and jabby little argument with your partner in the morning. And then have we thought about the reasons why? Mm, no, it's, Great discussion topic. There we go. Discuss away. Hit us with some thoughts, guys. Yeah. Fire them over. (laughs) See you on the other side. Bye, bye, bye. Be the first to hear about our new episodes and find more information by following Exercise Right UK on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter.